Hi folks, how you doing? Welcome to the True Results 303 podcast. I am Russell, your host. Once again, thank you for spending your time with me, listening. I hope you're learning. I hope it's helping. I hope you're sharing this information with those around you that are also on this journey of self-mastery. Right now, I would normally give shout-outs. Unfortunately, we have had no new subscribers in this past week. But once again, shout-out to you if you are listening. Please share this information with someone else. Follow us on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Google+, True Results 303, that is T-R-U, Results 303, along with YouTube, have exercise videos there, nutritional videos, motivational, a lot of great things going on on the YouTube channel. So today I'm going to be talking about exercise nutrition. We all know that when it comes to health and fitness, this healthy lifestyle, nutrition is always going to be a big part. So, of course, it's something that we're going to have to talk about multiple times and we're going to have to do a lot of research on. As you can tell from, I think it was podcast four, Four and a half, I talked about all the different types of diets, or at least some diets, right? I think I came out with six to eight diets that someone could follow that will hopefully help them on their journey because we've got to understand that sometimes what works for me is not going to work for you. So if you haven't listened to episode four or 4.5, please do so when you have some time. But of course, you know, after this, I want you to kind of just sit, relax in a quiet environment and just contemplate what was said. Try to recall some of the things that were mentioned and if it's possible that you incorporate these things into your life. That's what it's truly about. Finding ways to incorporate these things into your life. So, nutritional, fitness nutrition. So we're just going to start with pre-workout, right? Because the first thing that a lot of people do when they start to walk this path of fitness and health and self-mastery is they look towards supplementation, right? We're all told we need to get uh, this pre-workout. We need this protein shake. We need whatever, Right There is some special magic pill that we need that is going to transform us in, in some special way. And unfortunately, that's not the case a majority of the time. So once again, this, these, these pre- and post-workout strategies are going to depend on what you are trying to do. What are your goals? Are they weight loss or are they weight gain? Remember, there are people out there trying to gain weight, but when we are trying to gain weight, we want to ensure that we are only gaining muscle. Same thing if you're losing weight, we want to make sure that we are only losing fat. 
We don't want to be losing muscle, right? So pre-workout, in my opinion, we'll start with weight loss. In my opinion, if you are overweight, you're usually going to be 30, 40, 50, 60 pounds overweight. And life and worries and struggles are going to be on your mind and going to be fatiguing you. So once the workout time comes, you're just going to think, I don't even want to work out. I feel like crap. I'm very tired, right? We all have this. Uh, for me, as my landscaping aspect, my landscaping job, you know, that's a, a physical tiredness. And then once I became a personal trainer, it was funny. You know, you're sitting there trying to write workouts for your client because if you, for those of you who don't know or have never engaged in personal training, it's a specialized program, right? I did different exercises for one person than I did for the next person. It just depended on their goals. Maybe they had certain body aches and pains, so I had to specialize a program for each individual. And man, when I first started personal training, it would take me forever to write a simple workout, which for me, I could write a workout in, you know, two minutes. For some of these people, it was taking me 10 minutes to write a workout. That's when I truly understood this thing called mental fatigue. I never really understood mental fatigue unless I was reading a book. Um, so sometimes we've got to remember that when we are tired, it is really just a mental fatigue. It has nothing to do with physical fatigue so if we can at least get to the gym and start exercising we're going to be fine so for me when it comes to pre-workout nutrition um i was i'm really going to go with if if you're trying to lose weight if you're not hungry nothing do not eat or drink anything water is all you're going to need right your workout's usually going to last 45 minutes to an hour so you don't need anything Drink some water and get in there. We've got to remember you're trying to lose weight. And a majority of these supplements are going to have calories in them. You're trying to lose weight. The last thing you need is calories. Okay? Now, of course, once you start losing weight, it's always going to be an evolving thing. Right? As you lose weight, we might we might need to start preserving muscle and this and that. But a majority of the time when you first start exercising, your body's automatically going to start losing fat. And you're not going to lose too much muscle. So nothing is needed. No supplementation at all. You know, as long as you've eaten within the last two to four hours of your workout, just get in there and work out. For me, what I'm, what I'm going to say for those of you who are tired, you are fatigued, you can find some pre-workouts out there that, you know, have minimal calories, 30 calories, 50 calories, something along those lines. But you never know what are in these supplements. Some of these supplements are, are pretty dirty. The supplement industry is not regulated, if you did not know that. There are whole documentaries out there about what's really in some of these supplements. And even what's in them, there's never enough in them to actually get results. So if you are going to need some form of a pre-workout, in my opinion, get yourself a nice small cup of coffee. 
Don't go for the big cup like I have right now. This is probably the pint, eight, uh, 16 ounces of coffee that I drink two or three of every morning. Just get you a, a regular cup, maybe even a little smaller, six to eight ounces, a little bit of caffeine in you, and get going. Another reason why I say that is because that's usually going to be the only thing that are in these pre-workouts that are going to give you that energy anyways. And some research out there right now is showing that the caffeine as a supplement, how that whatever way they are extracting it or whether they're making it in a laboratory, is dangerous to the body versus natural, naturally occurring caffeine. So let's make sure that we are using all an all-natural caffeine from coffee or some tea. If you like tea, go for some tea. Or slight piece of fruit. You know, a calorie is not a calorie. Fruit is healthy to a certain extent. So just go with that. That's going to be pre-workout for weight loss. Okay, weight loss. Now weight gain, what are you going to do? Of course, you're going to want to eat. You're going to want to take a protein shake. You're going to want to take some form of a weight gainer. You're going to want to do something to get some calories in you to help build and prevent that muscle breakdown. Okay? So, pre-workout for that is very simple. Get yourself um, a protein shake. Take a protein shake, a meal replacement. Get yourself ready to go. Very simple. Nothing too crazy. And you can try these pre-workouts, but once again, there's a lot of danger in these things. You don't know what's in them. I know it was Jack 3D a couple years ago. There's, you know, there's harmful ingredients in these, in these pre-workouts that are injuring people. Just like a couple weeks ago, there was a girl who died, what was it, in Mexico on vacation just from drinking energy drinks. I don't remember if it was Red Bull or Monsters, whatever. They were all the same. And they said they were out there. And this was a high school athlete. Like a, I don't know if she was a state champ, but she was on, you know, the all-state, I think it was softball or volleyball. An all-state player. Great shape out there drinking 10 to 12 Red Bulls, Monsters, whatever it is, in a day. Not consuming any water. Out there on the beach. Died for no reason. Just had a heart attack and died. So you got to be careful when we are consuming these things. That was just an energy drink. It's going to be completely different when you start drinking these pre-workouts. All right, now we're going to there. There is something now out there for those of you who do not who do not know, which is called the intra-workout, right? Intra-workout nutrition, intra-workout supplementation. Right now, I'm not going to go into that. I will talk about that later on during for like competitive races. That's going to be the last thing I talk about. But there is such thing. And that's going to be usually if you're doing marathons or you're doing these long extended periods of exercise. You know, two, three hours to help prevent muscle breakdown and keep you energized within the workout. So now we're going to go to post-workout nutrition, right? Post-workout nutrition. What are we going to do after this workout, right? I think one thing of great importance, if you don't take anything else away from this podcast, this is the one thing I want you to take away from this podcast, right? We've got to understand that anything we do in the gym is tearing our body down, right? Why do you think when you first decide to work out, 
you're going to go home, you're going to wake up the next day, you're going to be a little bit sore, right? You know, walk around as the day progresses, you're going to be a little bit more sore, a little bit more, and then that second day, you can't even move. Everything hurts. Sitting on a toilet hurts. Everything hurts, right? And this is why. Because what you do in the gym is just tearing down your body. It's what you do after the gym. And how you treat your body after the gym that is going to build you up better, stronger, faster. Okay? So post-workout nutrition. Weight loss. For weight loss, what are we going to do? Once again, you can try that protein shake. You know, I, I'm, I've made a video, or I'm at least going to make a video for the YouTube channel called Why You Should Never Eat a Meal After Your Workout. Never eat a meal after your workout. And I was listening to one of my health podcasts last year, it was, I think, probably a year or so ago. And we've got to understand, if you do the research, once you are exercising, right, men like to exercise, they like to lift weights, right, because when you're done, you all swole up. You know, same reason if you ever watch some of these guys before they go to the door to pick up their lady, they're doing a bunch of push-ups or whatever, you know, kind of swell up. Because once you start exercising, the blood comes away from the organs. It goes away from, you know, the, the inside of the body and into the muscle, right? That's why when, when you work out, or at least for me, even when I used to play hockey every day and a lot, my skin would be freezing to the touch, but... The rest of you, that's because your blood is pumping through the muscles versus through your arteries and everything else, or at least into the organs. So if you eat a meal while all the blood is still inside of your muscles, you're going to have digestive issues. So if you want to go with something directly after your workout, you know, in my opinion, wait an hour. It's not really a big deal. Don't go for this. You have this one hour window of opportunity that you need to get something in your body. It's a bunch of BS. It doesn't matter. So in my opinion, it's wait, go home, shower, do some stretching, do some light walking, whatever. Watch some TV, whatever you're going to do, and then just eat a regular meal. You're trying to lose weight. You don't need a protein shake that's 150 calories. You don't need all these other supplements out there, right? You're trying to lose weight, and as long as we are losing fat and not muscle, we're on the right path, alright, so you might want to go to the gym and ask them for their little body fat measurement, get a scale that will calculate your body fat, I have one, you step on it as long, you know, I'm not sure if it's that accurate, the majority of the time they're not that accurate because it's based on if you're dehydrated, if you're well hydrated, you're going to get a little bit of fluctuation, they're, say, they're going to say it's usually, I think, 2 to 5% either direction. But it could be on point as long as you're well hydrated. Because it do, all it does when you use those body fat monitors, those electrical ones, it just sends kind of an electrical pulse through the body and then it comes back and it gets that reading. So if you are dehydrated, of course, we all know water is the greatest conduit for electricity so if you are dehydrated versus well hydrated you're gonna get conflicting information okay but for weight loss we don't need supplements you don't need creatine you know that's what I did when I first started working I'm getting creatine I'm getting this and I'm getting that and creatine on its own isn't bad if you're getting non-flavored normal boring mon creatine monohydrate but I was going for the cell tech 200 calories the the 
Nitro Tech, which is their protein shake, 200 calories. Right after my workout, I'm automatically consuming 400 calories, and then I'm going directly home and then eating a meal. You know, so I was consuming an extra, just in supplements, I was consuming an extra 500 calories a day when I was actually trying to lose some weight. And this is why sometimes once you start exercising, you don't even need to really change your diet. Yes, we want to eat healthier foods because it's going to help rebuild us, but just exercising alone is going to burn 500 calories, probably. As long as you're in there kind of killing it and doing what you need to do and not lollygagging in the gym, you're going to be burning that 500 calories. So you most likely don't need to make crazy dietary changes. Next, we're going to go with weight gain. This is where you can get those fast digesting carbohydrates in you. A Gatorade, uh, one of these protein shakes. If you're trying to put on weight, some of you are going to go for a weight gainer. Once again, it's be careful when consuming these supplements. You know, you can, you can usually bet that the supplement companies that have lasted the, you know, the lasted through the, the years are going to be the safe bets. Yes, the muscle tech, and I don't know which other ones. I don't really take supplements now. If I do, I'm taking a, you know, a plant-based or trying to go with the organic, something like that. But it's when it comes to these newer supplement companies. If it's something new, first time out on the market, you really don't want to mess with them. There's research out there of something called pixie dusting. Look it up. And this is where they come out with these you know, these first weight gainers and these pre-workouts going to help you gain muscle. And the research is showing that some of these supplement companies, when they first, when they, the, when they very first introduce these supplements to the industry, they are pixie dusting these things, sprinkling steroids in them. Or ephedra, which is illegal for weight loss. You can't have, you can't use ephedra. Athletes can't use ephedra, right? And they're pixie dusting them they're pretty much spiking these supplements with these ingredients to get results and then once this the product now becomes popular and people are purchasing it then they take those ingredients out because who cares if people get results or not now they're getting sales okay so just be careful weight gainers make your own weight gainer right just eat a bunch of calories blend it up in a blender make it into a liquid and drink it And then once again, you can use this eight-hour window, or this eight-hour window, this one-hour window to get and flood the body with nutrients, right? But this is, like I said, you don't want to go with that big meal. You want to go with something that is fast digesting, that is hopefully going to skip that barrier of the intestines straight into the blood because now it's going to be flooding the muscles because the blood is already in the muscle versus in the digestive tract and other areas in the organs of the body. So now you can use those fast digesting supplements. Then of course you want to go for food. You're trying to put on weight. You want to make sure that you are eating and eating and eating and eating. But once again, you as well want to be looking at yourself in the mirror, stepping on the scale and making sure that you are not at that phase where you are gaining fat. You know, you can put on a little bit, 
but you want to find that happy medium to where we are consuming enough calories to gain muscle but not gain fat. And for those of you who are listening to this that are probably interested in that, Google and look up cyclical bulking. It's a very interesting concept. I've never done it. Not sure if it works. The science or at least the presentation of it seems legit. So food for thought, check out cyclical bulking. All right, now we're going to go with this intra-nutrition, intra-workout nutrition. And like I said, this is going to be if you are doing half marathons, anything over an hour and a half of exercise usually is what they're going to say. Your body is normally going to be able to store enough energy, carbohydrates, calories for about 60 to 90 minutes of exercise. Once we exceed that amount of time, the body needs refueling. Right now, a client and some of my friends, we are going to be performing a Spartan race. It's here in in uh, Breckenridge, I think it is, Breckenridge, Colorado. And it is, I guess they do, um, I'm trying to think of the word, I lost the word. It is a series. It's a series, I guess, according to my client who looked up a majority of his information, the Spartan race is a series. They start out with like a three mile. The first race of the series is a three mile. The second race is an eight. And the last one is 13. And if you don't know what a Spartan race is, look it up. It's But we're doing the beast. This is the, the final one. It's 13 miles through the mountains here in Colorado, Breckenridge, with 30, I think 30 or 25 to 30 obstacle courses. One of my other buddies who was doing the research said that it was supposedly 16 miles. The fastest it's ever been done, they, I was told, was three hours. <laughs> so I'm assuming for us we're going to be there for at least four to four and a half, I would assume. So once again, this is where you are going to need nutrition, an intra-nutrition plan for exercise. Okay, and this is this is going to be have some valuable information for you. So once again, you're going to want to go with more of a nutrition plan if you are this type of athlete. We've got to understand that there are different nutrition plans for weightlifters versus endurance athletes. So at some point in this journey of endurance training, you're going to want to be able to up your carbohydrates. Most people are going to say moderation is best. 33% fat, 33% protein, 33% carbs. If you're an endurance athlete, three, four hours a day of exercise, you're going to want 60 to 75% of your uh, macros coming from carbohydrates, right? So what does that mean? If you were to take your calories, that would mean you know, you're on a 2,000 calorie diet. That means you're going to want at least like 1,200 of your calories to come from carbohydrates. So 1,200, right? We all know it's four carbs per gram or four calories per gram of carbohydrate. So that would be 1,200 divided by four, right? Three, six, nine, 12. Three, six, nine, 12. So you're gonna want 1,200 calories 
or 300 grams. If I did my math right, that might have been horrible. Yeah, 369. So you're going to want 300 grams of carbs. Because 300 times 4 would be 300, 600, 900, 400. Okay? Uh, now there's this concept out there called carb loading. Right? What is this carb loading? A lot of people see it as, oh, that just means you eat a meal, uh, a big carbohydrate meal right before you go to bed the night before the race. And once again, research out there is showing you need to be carb loading for at least a week or two, if not longer, to keep those carbohydrate stores at peak level. We don't want to just do it the night before, right? The body is a mechanism of, let's see if I can say this right, I'm trying to use big words here, um, of consistency. It needs to adapt, right? So we need to give it more than one day. Next, we're going to go into the workout. So what do they say? While you are exercising, so for me, this is possibly going to be a four-hour race, right? So I'm going to use that as my example. This is most likely going to be a four-hour race. And in being a four-hour race, and your body has enough carbohydrates for 60 to 90 minutes, we'll just eliminate one hour out of that, and we'll say three hours. So the basic standard here, and it's going to be a big a big number here or a big difference in these numbers 30 to 60 grams of carbohydrates per hour right 60 to 30 grams of carbohydrates per hour once again you're going to have to experiment and see what's best for you that's why as you are training coming up to the week right if you're a marathoner you're usually going to always be running at least 13 miles. You might run a full marathon once or twice in your training, but you're always going to be running for at least two to three hours. So you're going to experiment. What happens if I if I consume only 30 carbs? What happens if I consume 45? What happens if I consume that full 60? And see what's going to work best for you. Remember, you always got to experiment. You just don't show up game day and be like, well, I'm going to try 30. Let's hit it. See what's going. There's a science to it. You got to see what works best for your body. 30 might work for me. It's not going to work for you. You might need 60. You might not need 30. You might be able to get away with 25. I've heard it this, the equivalent of, you know, that's the equivalent of it would be um, like 10 ounces of Gatorade every 15 minutes. You know, if you're to break that hour into 15-minute increments, that's going to be 4, you know, 15 times 4 is 60. So every 15 minutes, you need to make sure you're drinking 10 ounces of Gatorade. So if you have a 32-ounce Gatorade, you can pretty much say you're probably going to be consuming a 32-ounce Gatorade an hour, if that makes sense. But I don't, I'm not looking at it, so I don't know what the nutrition facts are on Gatorades. Look at the nutrition, see what it is. It's as simple as that. Or you can eat a banana. Okay, now that we're getting to that, same thing. Don't show up game day just picking random drinks. Oh, let's see, mile one, I'm going to drink a Gatorade. Or hour one, I'm going to drink a Gatorade. During that second hour to, th to the third hour, I'm going to try a Powerade. Then I'm going to switch over here and I'm going to try a vitamin water. Do not do that. All right, I'm, I'm begging you right now. If you do that, you are going to have trouble. And here's a great example. For me growing up, playing hockey, I'd play hockey four hours every day, five hours every day. Game day would come, you know, 
Then you're playing hockey. I'd leave the hockey game just to go play more hockey. Or I'd be playing in a tournament. You're playing in a tournament. You're playing hockey all week long or all day long, right? So you're there. You're playing three, four games a day. I'm sure a lot of you out there are doing this right now. And you got to, once again, experiment with your foods and your drinks before. I remember I was always drinking Powerade. I was all, or Gatorade. I was always, uh, or I was always a, a Gatorade guy, right? And then one day, you know, that's when you could buy Powerades. I, I don't know if they just came out. I'm sure Powerade out. Powerade was out long before I was 17, but maybe not. Maybe that's when Powerade came out. Powerade, you could buy at a discount. You could buy two Powerades for two bucks, I think it was, or for two fifty. Versus the Gatorades at the time were way more expensive. I liked the way Powerade tasted. Powerade tasted better than Gatorade. But if I drank Powerade during my games, I would become nauseous to where I was almost going to throw up. So as much as I liked Powerade, I couldn't drink it when I played. I had to drink Gatorade, whether I liked it or not. Because it didn't give me stomach cramps and it didn't make me feel like I was going to throw up. That's why you don't want to just experiment on game day with random things. You need to be training this day, that day. Okay, this day I'm going to try this one, this day I'm going to try this one, and see which one is going to work best for you. But don't do it on game day because the last thing you want to do is to be running two, three hours in, you're nauseous and you feel like you're going to throw up or you get diarrhea or whatever the case may be. You don't want to encounter that. All right, folks. So, there it is. I am tired. It's 5 o'clock in the morning, so i got to train a client here in 45 minutes, but I was up doing my reading and stuff, and I needed to get this out. I try to put them out on Sundays, and this is going to be Monday, but I think this is episode 14. So, there you go. Basic principles for pre, post, and intra-workout nutrition. And then, of course, it's going to be if you are weight loss or weight gain goals. What are you trying to do? You're going to take different approaches. So I hope this helps. Once again, turn it off. Think about it. What are you doing? What strategies are you implementing right now? And is that strategy hurting you and preventing you from reaching your goals, whether it's weight loss, weight gain, or endurance events? Do you need to now go back and revise your plan and maybe you don't and if not that's great maybe you do if so good do it so you get better results so once again don't forget to follow us on social media facebook twitter google plus true results 303 T-R-U, no E in there, T-R-U, results 303. And if you want, you can always email me if you have any questions at trueresults303 at gmail or at yahoo.com. Once again, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel. Check out those videos I've got there. Don't forget as well, when you go to the website, sign up for the free newsletter and get emails about once a week of the new material that I'm putting out and please 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 share this information with somebody that you know let them know that this podcast is out there if it's helping you if 
You know, if to you this episode you're like, ah, whatever, it's not helping me, but you know it's going to help someone else, let them know about the podcast. Greatly appreciate it. So once again, I just want to tell you thank you for spending your time with me. I hope you've learned something. I hope you're able to share something with those around you. Remember, it's all about learning, teaching, and growing. And that not only includes yourself, but those around you, the community, the world. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be learning, teaching, and growing as a people. So once again, thank you for tuning in. And stay tuned for the next episode.